As you know well by now, a hundred years ago, the Cloudcomb Mountains melted, flooding the interior of the continent with mud, clay, and stone, nearly wiping out humanity. Life, though, is ever resilient. The vast interior of Amelta teems with life, but humanity's sins have not remained buried. The Goatholm Velt seethes with remnants of the last war. Though it bears our footprints, the fields beyond the Boundary Garden no longer belong to humanity. And yet, today, like many days, three more of us seek to retrace some much more recent steps. Just a handful of many such on the Velt. I'm Kathleen, and I'm GMing this time. Yay! Hi, Kathleen! Yeah! With me are Kat, who's on GM vacation. <laughs> I got my coconut drink, I got my shades, and I'm not to be disturbed. Vacation! Kristen, who's just here to have fun as normal. <laughs> I'm kind of like one of those characters that shows up in those movies from the 1980s that were like, oh... There's the character that's like, works really hard. And then there's a side character who's like, don't forget, life is about more than that. Woo! And then that's pop in and out like that. And that's pretty much how I, how I go. Like some mm. kind of feel good ghost. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget to party. <laughs> also, here is Nick, who I guess is here for the weather. I'm also here for... The weather. I'm not a ghost, though. At least I don't think I am. <laughs> no, I still seem to be pretty material, so that's good. It's important. It's important. Audience, we're living in a material world. It's true. I am a material girl made out of matter. I have <laughs> histories that can be traced from one point to another. So, as an interlude, an entracte, if you will... After season one of Sword of Symphonies, we're going to be doing some other stuff. I've got a small adventure planned for everybody, and I think Nick and Kirsten may be doing something a little bit later. But let's get right into it. Since I mentioned history, who are all of y'all? I am playing Ren. Ren Hran. They are a wailing arcanist. Ren is short and kind of soft-figured, with dark skin and big brown eyes and curly dark hair. Ren is originally from the Eastern Desert. They use they, them pronouns. They grew up as a nomad and studied in a monastery for a long time. They love to think. They love to study. They love solving puzzles. Their familiar is their own reflection in the Sword of the Mirror Knight, which was a gift from a demon known as the King in the Mirror. Ren will often converse with their reflection in the sword's blade. And um, that's uh, that's their best friend. <laughs> that's Ren's bestie. Uh, so is is their name Ren, like with an R, Ren, or? Uh, like the bird, with a W. W, oh, okay. Like the bird. I am playing Osmond, or as he is known by his nickname, Ozzy the Undying, who is a volcanic tracker who has very bad risk assessment skills, but he seems to have survived uh, this far despite his uh, bad risk assessment skills. 
Um, he is a lithe, kind of scrappy looking guy covered in scars, probably in his mid 40s. Basically think of him as a, an extra from a Yakuza game. Um, <laughs> despite his penchant for getting in over his head, he's a pretty easygoing, jolly sort of fella. All right. I am playing Rick Carter, who is beckoning infiltrator. He's an elderly gentleman, quite studious, loves to work in his library, loves to be the guardian of many secrets and loves to do research and loves to be comfortable. You know, drinking tea in a comfortable chair while reading a good book on history or maybe even a scandalous letter that fell into his hands that he came across. So with all due respect to Rick, the hell is he doing out here? Um, mostly research for a project he's working on. Okay. Secret project. Is he a pervert? He sounds like a pervert. (laughs) Maybe a little bit of a knowledge pervert. (laughs) Book pervert. Yeah, so... For his uh, project, which he doesn't really talk about much, he does have a younger apprentice who has been gathering information for him and hasn't heard from him as often as he usually does. So that's kind of what sort of drawn him from his usual library spot and out and about a little bit more in uh, less comfortable surroundings. Oh, my. (laughs) Hmm. So the three of you have found yourself in the small town of Arnica. It is barely even a town. There is enough to have lodging for strangers, but it sits right at the Boundary Garden, a vast, vast ring of lavender and flowers that extends around the entirety of the Goat Home Velt and is possibly the only public works project that humanity has undertaken, at least of this scale, since the cataclysm over a hundred years ago. The Boundary Garden represents essentially where humanity's influence, humanity's current influence, ends and where the Goat Home Velt begins. Once you cross the lavender fields, you are no longer in safe territory. And it's evening. People are flying kites. You all are looking out on the journey that you're going to set out to tomorrow. What are you thinking about? I think Rick is looking through some of the latest correspondence from his young apprentice, kind of taking some last-minute assessments and, you know, giving them a once-over to see if there's any other clues that pop out at him to give him more insight as to the movements prior to being out of communication. How about Ozzy? Ozzy is most likely just kind of sitting around enjoying some sort of uh, probably cheap spirit, looking out, rubbing his chin, just thinking of basically how to keep all that trouble that he's obviously here to deal with from getting too far What this trouble is, I don't know. Ozzy probably doesn't know, but he knows there's trouble, and that's why he's here. (laughs) Keep it under wraps. Excellent. Ren is thinking about all the different things that can go wrong. Mm Mm-hmm. And 
doing their best to plan for all the different things that can go wrong, but quickly finding that there's so many, there's so many things that can go wrong and that you can only prepare for the most, uh, the most severe and the most probable. And so Ren is looking over their gear again. So the evening stretches out and begins fading into twilight. The Boundary Garden is literally a buzz with wasps and bees and flies and butterflies. Fork-tailed birds swoop in and out of the swarms of insects before eventually, presumably, retiring somewhere. And you are approached by an older person, one of the generally accepted leaders in the village, not that it's particularly big enough that they need any sort of actual structure, and ask if you've all decided what you are going to leave on the journey tree. And they lead you toward the center of the town. The journey tree is a tall, gnarled, thorny, drought-resistant kind of thing. And this is a tradition that exists in Arnica and may exist elsewhere. Before you set on the veldt, you leave something that's important to you, that you're going to want to come back to and get on the tree. Just one more thing sort of drawing you back home. Is anyone going to leave anything? I think Ozzy's going to take one final sip from his spirit bottle and then set it down and go, I'll be back for you. And then give a little prayer, maybe more out of tradition than actual, like, piety. And yeah, that is his offering to the journey tree. Ren has a pressed flower tucked into their journal from uh, the one time they got to visit the Starlight Archive of the Magi. And Ren is going to, uh, to leave that at the tree. I think Rick is going to leave um, his favorite quill. Very nice. And so, it's uh, time to make any final thoughts or actions before you all head out. You can give me roles, you can start some dialogue, you can just be ready to go. Actually, I guess, uh, I'm sorry, is it okay if I, I make a rule for something that could have happened a little bit before we actually got to the journey tree? Oh, totally. Because I was just wondering, just a general sense of doing a humanity role for Rick to kind of ask if, you know, general information of people have heard of uh, his uh, young apprentice. His young apprentice goes by the name Cole. He has a general idea that he came through this town, but just, you know, information of people. Um, okay. We'll make a sensitivity humanity. Humanity? Does that sound good? Yeah, sure. Go for it. Wow. Actually, all three came up as successes. That's incredible. Wow. Three successes for sensitivity humanity. Well, I guess we're going to retcon why you came over to the tree then. Because I think that um, the elder was like, yes, I will show you something, and leads you to the tree, where they point out a 
small glinting object in the tree itself. It is not a dagger, something close to an arrowhead that's tied to one of the branches. Rick takes a look at it, doesn't touch it for, you know, to respect the tree and everything, but takes a close look at it, and um, does Rick recognize it as something that would have been Colts? Absolutely. Oh, good. This is a good sign. Looks like Cole was through here and on his journey safely from this point, it seems. I guess, well, it, it remains to be seen what it means that he hasn't been able to pick it up yet. Well, he would be coming back this way if he could. All right, well, thank you very much. This is, this, this is super, super helpful. The Elder nods and wishes you well. Thank you. They're very taciturn. Not just because Kathleen is taciturn. They're actually taciturn. <laughs> I have a question. Why are we here? <laughs> well, I think I know why Rick is here. Yes. And Ozzy seems to have wandered up just to fight something. Or like solve troubles, maybe to run away from troubles? Mm, no, Ozzy does the opposite of that. Okay. Whether he should or not. Well, here's what I can tell you. You're a pretty reasonable way north of Hushwave City. Out in this section of the Veldt, there are known to be some old roads that, well, buried in the Cataclysm, there are still some signs of traffic and artifacts from the era before the Cataclysm that are of particular interest to some scholars. Um, frankly, there's tons of materials, scrap metal, and very useful cultivated plants that can be found on the veldt. There's all sorts of things to explore for. There's also just, if you really have a hard-on for fighting horrors, there's lots to be here. Sometimes rangers will come to the Boundary Garden to push it further inland. Sometimes they'll come to explore. Sometimes they will come to get something for a job. Are any of those useful to you? I think actually, um, because we have a party with two giant nerds, Mm -hmm. I think Ren might actually know uh, Rick. Great. I think is that how does that strike you, Kirsten? Yeah, I. Uh, that actually seems like um, something. You know, Rick is uh, quite a social individual and lo- does love to not only learn things but learn from others and teach what he's learned as well. As long as it doesn't delve into certain secrets, he likes to keep close to his chest. But uh, everybody yeah. has their secrets. Okay. So yeah, Ren knows Rick, and when they heard that Rick's apprentice was in trouble, they were like, well, this sounds like a puzzle that only I can solve. Right. I think in that regard, also, Ozzy was, I'm going to say he was in the area and overheard this and just sort of inserted himself also into this, into this group. <laughs> mm. Well, you know, Perfect. The, more, the more the merrier, right? So. <laughs> mm. 
with something mm. sort of a, I, it sounds like you're having trouble. I can help you with that. And then just refuse to go away. It, it will be okay, Ren. We, we, having, having help will, will help us find, uh, will help us find Cole. Yeah, I think a, a journey with three is a little bit more safe. Three is a good number, offers the elder with no further explanation. Rick just kind of nods like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Bren just looks back and forth between them for a little bit, saying nothing. <laughs> <laughs> looks at Ozzy for a second. Ozzy is probably like just kind of squatting there like a boncho. Just like what? Excellent. Mm-hmm. I forgot to ask approximately, like, how old are Ren and Ozzy? I think Ren's in their late 20s. Okay. Ozzy's in his mid-40s. Okay. So, twenties. Okay, and then Rick is, I'd say, uh, approaching his 60s. Nobody really knows his exact age, but they know probably early 60s-ish or something. It's one of his many secrets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, Ozzy got his nickname by surviving into his mid-40s. Mm. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. Has Ozzy fought anyone or anything within the last day or so? Probably not within the last day or so. This town kind of sounds like it's pretty nice and wouldn't have, like, ornery critters or citizens. But he would totally punch a shore cat if it got out of control. Yeah, probably the orneriest thing around here are the bees. Kind of hard to punch. Punch those bees. Punch those bees. I'm sure he's probably thought really hard about the bees, but has decided <laughs> otherwise. Excellent. <sighs> well, and the evening's going to drag on. The village sees a, a whole host of construction options. Many of the roofs are thatched, as there's abundant grass that's sweet-smelling and great for thatching between here and the garden and out onto the veldt itself. There are some structures that are stone or even have roofs or small bits of the siding made with large plates of ancient dark-colored metal that were presumably scavenged at some point, possibly not even recently. This settlement has been here for a while in terms of settlements that have been on the Goat Home Veldt. After all, it's, uh, for many people, a new place, even though it was once the heart of human civilization on Amelta. And morning comes. Everyone is up bright and early. You need the most time you possibly can to get wherever it is you're intending to track things. We've all listened to the podcast long enough to know that it is not a great idea to be out in the deep wilderness at night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we best to be moving during daylight hours and get as many hours of those as we can. Ren's habitually an extremely early riser. Rick as well. Rick uh, usually gets up, you know, 5.30 or something when the, the sun starts to peek up. Oh, sorry, I forgot. To, what, uh, what season is it like? It is late summer. Okay. Yeah, I'd say Rick is up probably before 
if not right early, early sunrise as the sky starts to lighten. Ozzy is definitely a late sleeper. He gets up just in time to not get left behind, but not a moment sooner. <laughs> so it is still early morning in late summer. It has been dry lately, but the air smells slightly heavier than it has in the past. And Ozzy rushes to the Boundary Garden to find practically the whole village, as well as Ren and Rick, preparing to head out on their journey. Some of the children are flying kites. Some of the older people are looking pensive and serious. There are a couple of ornery teens who seem mostly there because they're supposed to be there. Do you have anything to say before you head out? Ozzy just kind of looks at the pensive, serious-looking adults and goes, Ah, oh, come on now. You'll scare the kids with faces like that. We'll be back. <laughs> the kids, meanwhile, are doing a kite race. <sighs> Good luck. Thank you. I hope that you can find who you were looking for. As do I. Um, we will be back through... Um... Once our journey is complete, we thank you for your hospitality. And uh, is there is there anything we can we can bring back uh, from our travels? One of the teens pipes up. Yeah, some rain would be nice. Well, I'll keep my eye out. I'll see what I can do, kid. <laughs> the kid chuckles, is glad to have had a response, and off you go. The scent of lavender sticks with you for quite a long time. The end of the garden is not abrupt. The lavender and other cultivated flowers blend into the sweet-smelling grasses, which are flaxen and speckled with green, like the last bits of dark-colored hair on Rick's head. Are you headed in a particular direction? How do you decide where you're going to go? I think Rick is going to make a tracking roll. If, uh, does anybody else have some ideas they'd like to use as well? Or? I have a question for the game master. Sure. What are the spell bits? Okay. The ones that can give you without a roll are sweet, roots, seeds, and stretching. Roger that. If you give me a focus roll, I may be able to have other ones for you. And this is going to be true for almost all of the places. Okay. I had fun doing that bit. Let me make a focus roll. That's three plus one. I think I'm also going to use Ren's key of thoughtfulness. Ren is not really paying a ton of attention to Rick and Ozzy. Just they're staring into space a little bit. Trying to pay more attention to the world around them than to people. That is one success and two edges. Hmm. If you keep the edge success, you will be more internally focused or more spiritually focused than you are materially focused for the next couple of rolls. Yeah. Yeah. I think the red is zoning out. All right. So we have... Whispering, bursting, and thirsty. 
Okay. I think Ozzy is going to roll sensitivity navigation just to kind of try and not get a direction, but just sort of scan the horizon to see if there's any place that if he was looking for stuff, he would go. And Ozzy gets one edge success. Um, the opposite of the thing that I said for Ren. Oh, zoning out in, in the other direction? Yeah, that sounds like Ozzy. Yeah, like you're doing that thing where you are looking at where your feet go next. Yeah, that sounds like something he'd do. And Kirsten, did Rick still want to do that tracking roll? Yeah, actually, I'm going to use one of Rick's keys, research with sensitivity tracking, using all his former research on whereabouts of coal and then scanning for clues of tracking to successes. Great. Between the two of you, you notice that there is just the slightest change in elevation over the next couple of miles. And Rick, you know from sort of your memory of the maps of the area that this eventually pushes into rolling winding hills that there may have been roads, there may have once been rivers. That's a place where things accumulate and that's very interesting to a researcher. Hmm. Okay. Rick kind of scans the horizon and looks towards where these winding hills would be and kind of points off. Um, you know, I have a feeling from what Cole was working on that a few miles that way would be probably an area he would want to look into and uh, where he would settle in for research. Okay. I would like to cast a magic spell. Excellent. Ren is going to cast Whispering Spirits. Ren is going to ask the spirits of the Velt where coal can be found. Okay. Now, for one scatter, yeah, you'll get similar information to what we just got from the tracking rolls. For three scatter, you'll get a little bit of a sense of the demeanor of the spirits around here. That sounds like valuable information. All right. <laughs> yeah. What does this spell look like? Are you summoning things? Are, are they just talking to you? Are they talking to the rest of the party? I think they're visible to the rest of the party, but not audible. They're whispering spirits, after all. Mm -hmm. Ren's spells kind of come into view sideways as if a reflection on a mirror. They're translucent, but they're still very much there. And they just kind of, they're present and two-dimensional and glimmering in the air with reflected light. What exactly the Velt spirits look like, I don't think is my place to say, but they do kind of just like tilt into view next to Ren and leaning close to them. And there's a variety of them. There are some that appear as shimmering reflections on the air. Some are snake-like and wrap around. There is one that you all recognize as a remnant of the last war thrashing about. There is the sound of thundering hooves in the air. And there is one spirit that is, it's horned and ape-like with a long swan-like neck and it seems to wrap itself around Rick's hand as if trying to pull him. 
again toward those hills, as if pulling them away from the other spirits. So Rick, Rick can see and feel, feel this as well? Um, Rick can see it, but can't feel it. Okay. And actually, since I said that you're more attuned to the spiritual right now, Ren, you hear the sound of a tuned gong, a low resonant note that sort of emanates not quite from the direction that you are heading. Yeah, I think Ren just stares at where the sound is coming from before realizing that maybe they should communicate this information to the others. Mm-hmm. Mm, that way. Yes, all right. Yes, that's, uh... Thank you, Ren. Um, I hope everything... I hope everything goes, uh, goes okay on our journey. Mm. Kind of shuffles his bag on his back to make it more comfortable and begins to head towards the direction that Ren pointed. Uh, don't worry, we'll be back in time for dinner. You, you seem somewhat of an optimist, Osmond. I like to look on the bright side of things. And he just gives a big smile and, and kind of starts walking in the direction that Ren pointed. Don't be anxious, Professor. I'll, I'll, I'll try my best to, you know, there's, there's, yes, there's no, no, no use worrying until we get all the information, right? So. Mm. The spirits would have told us if he was among them. Oh, oh yes, that is, that is true. Thank, thank you, Rin. That's, that's comforting to know. Let's go. And off you trot through the grass. <laughs> it's actually pretty pleasant. The air is getting slightly heavier, which I'm sure that someone maybe back in Arnica will be happy about eventually. But it's uh, probably a long time before something like that happens. But who knows? There's a wind at your back. And as the sun rises, you begin to hear just an absolute cacophony of insect noises. Skittering sounds as locusts jump between blades of grass, myriad mating calls, buzzing of wings, resonance and noise everywhere. I think Rick is going to make a survival roll to see what is causing this disturbance. Mm -hmm. Two successes. Well, about half of them are just being themselves. It's late summer and it's time to lay eggs for some of these species. Some seem disturbed by another set of human feet moving through them. And with two successes, I think that you recognize in particular a distinct buzzing that comes from a type of beetle. It is iridescent scarlet with huge jaws, and they are known for essentially clear-cutting small sections of the grass that they then carry around to, I guess, impress each other. No one's quite sure why they do it. But they have little conventions where they parade around, seeing, I guess, who can carry the mightiest stock. 
noticing this, Rick kind of stops and watches for a bit and then motions. Ozzy, Ren. Hmm? Ren, do you remember when we, when we read about, about, about these beetles? Yes, Professor. This is fantastic. I've never been able to see them in person before. Hmm. And, yeah, a few steps forward, you see the grass moving. I think Ozzy probably, like, leans over, you know, squats down to take a look at the bugs, and he finds one with a great big stalk of grass and goes, you go get him. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if Cole would be as excited to see them. You know, that is... He did do a lot of look into ecological... Um, maybe, you know? Perhaps that might be a good idea. I... Hmm, let's see. Then Rick kind of takes out his glasses and peers around to see if he can see any signs of other human activity coming by in this area recently. Hmm. The lighting isn't the best here for my eyesight, but, uh, Ren, Ozzy, do you see, do you see anything in the ground? Maybe he was here. Let's look. And, I mean, I don't believe I do have tracking. I do not. Ozzy also does not have tracking. Mm. Um, I, I think it's up to you, Rick. I'm actually going to roll sensitivity survival. Great. I'm just going to not look around to see where someone has gone, but rather where someone would go if they were on a journey in the veld. Like, where's a... Wee, I got a success. Great. Let's hear those other rolls. All right. Sensitivity tracking... One success. Okay. Ozzy, are you contributing? I don't know. I think as part of his last edge success, I think he's kind of obsessed with the bugs right now. Excellent. Hmm. The land is beginning to slope. We have the rolling hills, which are still largely in the direction that you're going. But you're finding yourself effectively on if not a fault, a place where something interesting geologically is happening. The elevation starts to go up as you head into the hills and is starting to slowly slope down as you head what is at this point of view due north. And so it's a really convenient way to travel. Um, moreover, it is known that... Animals tend to converge near here in the early fall. Reports from elsewhere have suggested that, for instance, uh, bands of whisper goats tend to move in the direction of this sort of south-central part of the veldt. And um, I'm thinking of something, and I'm trying to decide how to describe it with the amount of knowledge your characters have. If it helps, two of the characters are huge nerds and have lots of knowledge. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, so this is a place where wildlife gathers. In particular, rains at the end of summer tend to happen here and sometimes violently. There are prevailing winds that still seem to blow across the continent 
as though still rushing down the cloudcomb mountains that no longer are there and intersect with breezes coming north out of the bay near Hushwave, creating just a recipe for thunderstorms. You said the air was feeling heavy. Is the sky kind of clouding over? Or is it still relatively clear? You know, it's getting kind of dark. Mm. Mm. Um, Professor, given the prevailing weather patterns in this area, it may be wise to seek shelter? Right, right. Rick kind of looks up into the sky. Yes, it, it, it does, does look like it's getting darker and darker as we've been setting out. That is a great idea. We should, we should find somewhere to, uh, to seek shelter before the storms. They can come up quite fast, if, if I remember from what I've heard in this area. Ozzy kind of stands up and goes, uh, I, I'll agree with that. I um, didn't bring an umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> then forward. And forward you go. The grass seems to be stretching and reaching as though it is anticipating what you are realizing is air that is getting heavier and wetter and a sky that is getting darker. Go ahead and make me some survival rolls to help find shelter or do other things that help you find shelter. Survival rolls. I think Rick is going to do a adaptability survival because he's read about surviving in the wild, but doesn't actually like, hasn't really done a lot of trekking in the wild of like trying to create shelter or things like that. So it's kind of more of an adaptability thing. I would like to roll adaptability, survival, plus self-sufficiency. Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to just tiss on my way through this key. Heck yeah. Ozzy's going to do sensitivity survival because he's mostly just looking for some place to get out of the rain if it's going to show up. Mm -hmm. He doesn't really care whether it's like a copse of trees or maybe a scary ruin. He's just looking for something with a roof over the head. And Ozzy got one success. And Rick got no successes. Rick is a little bit uh, out of his element at this moment, it seems. He adults. And what were you giggling about over there, Kat? Three and an edge. Oh, wow. Heck yeah. Ren is, is very, very good on, on the fire. That's, that's what they say, very good on the fire? I think so. Ren is extremely self-sufficient. So my, my vision is like, Ren kind of just starts wandering in a direction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and Ren just beelines to a stand of, well, I don't know if it's fair to call it a stand when there's exactly three of them, but... They have big, gray, swollen trunks, and they're knobbly, and their branches are thick. And near them are what could have been something man-made at some point. To all of you, it just seems to be a pile of rocks, but what we have is high ground, which is good. Because what you feel right now are big, fat drops of water that just careen through the grass, which almost seems to 
hiss as everything on the veldt remembers that this is storm season. Which is the memory time segue. Yay. Ozzy's memory is he just suddenly remembered that you probably shouldn't stand next to a tree during a lightning storm. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Nick remembers that. We'll see if Ozzy does. See if Ozzy does, listener. Let's see. Although I, I think my actual memory, other than not wanting to get electrocuted, is I'm really enjoying just the the picture you're painting for us of the Velt. It I'm getting great big, and maybe it is because we are recording this in late summer, but this is definitely big late summer vibes. You know, that, that very, like, desaturated yellow light that you get this time of year. Mm-hmm. Just all that. It's very good. Big ups. Mm-hmm. My memory is the journey tree. Yeah. I thought that was a very cute, sweet little tradition. I'm glad you liked that. Yeah, I like I like the journey tree. Very, very nice touch, and that the scene is very kind of has a, in a way, languid, comfortable vibe. But it's not because underneath is this current of like, you know, dangerous wilderness, which is kind of neat. And I, I'm excited to explore the dynamic between the three of our characters. I'm enjoying getting to know our new party for this campaign. It's it's fun. Yeah, Ozzy's winding up being a lot more of a, um, the sort of wild character out of a Kurosawa film than I was really planning on him being. Well, I suppose that's appropriate since I have given you, like, very few humans to interact with. Yeah, we've got only ourselves. And the ghosts. Mm-hmm. That was a really cool spell. Yeah, the ghosts I like were that. Cool. We got the bugs, too. Yeah. Uh, they seem like mm-hmm. cute bugs. Mm-hmm. I could, like, totally picture that, because, like, sort of like how ants have the big leaves, but, like, beetles with, like, the big grasses and stuff, and it's kind of, like, neat that it's sort of there at, like, um, a social display. That was really cool. Yeah, all the natural stuff was really good. Yeah, I have to admit that when I started writing about the Velts or like thinking about doing something set in the Velts, like I wanted to talk about nature and ecology and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we will see more of that. Though there is some like, I have plans. Beebles. They're They're vague enough that like you can't mess them up too bad, hopefully. We'll see. We'll see. Beebles. 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 Are, are, are these the Beatles or are we, well, we're not, well, we're not going to get into the actual, the Beebles. Um, <laughs> all you magic players out there in your unsets. Hey, listener, do you like bugs? I like bugs. I like bugs. I like bugs. I like bugs. Hey, listener, tell us about bugs. Yeah. What's your favorite beetle? Tell us about bugs. Tell us about bugs at Peach Garden RPGs on Twitter or using the email form on our website, swordofsymphonies.com and or peachgardengames.com. I guess it's, they are the same thing, so I'm not sure if the and or really applies there or not. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. 
Tell me about beetles. They want to hear about bugs. I want to hear about beetles. <laughs> My favorite beetle is the rhinoceros beetle, because when I first heard about it, I thought that I was tr- being tricked because I had previously been tricked about a thing called a gravel fish, which isn't a real thing, but I thought it was a thing. And so I was like, that can't be a real thing. Rhinoceros beetle, but it totally is a real thing. And they're really cool, but yeah. Anyways, that's my beetle story. (laughs) Something I learned about Kirsten today. She thought rhinoceros beetles were fake. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Kat, it's hard to end this show. (laughs) It's not easy. But we have to tell the listeners that we love them. We do. (laughs) I'm making a heart right now. You can't see it, but you can feel it. And then we wait for Kirsten to say goodbye at least three times. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. We'll see you next week. See you next week for more Tales from the Velt, everyone. Bye. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network. Actual play comedy podcasts are awesome. We can all agree on this. What about if they're in outer space? What if the cast don't take themselves too seriously? If you think yes, then you will love Experience Points. We're an all-queer cast playing Starfinder and trying to survive whatever bombshells our GM Kenny can dream up for us. We're an impulsive bunch who rush into things, which has landed us in some surprising situations. Have you ever almost died in a spaceship sauna malfunction? <laughs> we have. Come join the adventure with the crew of the GD Hoopty and their surly computer AI, A-Hole, as we traverse the galaxy, leaving a trail of pink glitter in our wake. Listen to Experience Points today wherever you find fine podcasts. Then come say hi to us on Twitter at EQPoints, or... Tune in for our live streams every other Saturday at twitch.tv slash experience points, or you can now find us on YouTube. We'll be sure to unroll the pink carpet and have a cup of space camembert ready for you.